everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame, where fire and magic meet. I am your humbled host, Amy Barilla. I'm really excited to share this sacred space with all of you today, and I hope you're all having a wonderful week staying healthy, wealthy, and wise. If you're new to this series, I want to welcome all of you. If you are returning because you've been following me through season one and now through season two, welcome back. This project has been a tremendous labor of love, and we are so excited to offer an opportunity where you have two choices. You can either hear me or you can see me, which always adds an extra layer of fun. Before I get into all this sacred divine content, I want to make sure that we do what we do on every episode, and that is to recite our mantra. So what I want to ask all of you to do is take a minute and kind of center and ground yourself Take a couple of nice deep breaths, inhalation through the nose and exhalation through the mouth. And I want you to place your hand over your heart and I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to feel that beat coming out of the center of your chest. That is your soul's purpose talking to you. And I want you to open your eyes and recite the following mantra, which is always, I rise. Because in the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things, right? We do hard things every day. The shit out there gets heavy, sticky, murky, muddy, thick, and thorny. But in the midst of all that, we rise. And we can do hard things every damn day. And we can still sizzle. And we can still shine. And we can still be so damn sexy and be a badass. So I want to make sure you're all reminded of that today. to come and talk to you a little bit about something I feel is very important and that is empathic burnout in the healing arts professional or practitioner. Now in season one I did do an episode that was tailored to caregiver burnout and that was super super important and that could apply to anyone and everyone. However I got to thinking there are so many of my fellow colleagues out there and even those who are watching this that we don't know each other personally and you are in the healing arts profession. I think this is really good for you to tune in and listen to today because there are so many pitfalls and there are so many things that create a domino effect in this body of work and when we're we're working with the public and we're working with our clients day to day and seeing volumes of clients, we tend to forget some of the things that are important in our own self-care regimen and routine. So it's a good uh, reminder for us and it's a good way to reconnect to those things that we already know they're filed away in the back of our mind, but sometimes we just don't pull those forward because we get really busy. So when our clients come in and see us, they're seeing us for a variety of reasons, right? For me specifically, I love working with women and children. That's my passion. That's what fuels my spirit. That's what gets me up in the morning and that's what gets my day started. For others, I have colleagues who are body workers, massage therapists and healing arts practitioners, and their main focus or their niche is working with women. I have other colleagues who are Uh, in sober living for many years now. So their calling was to work with those who are dealing with addiction or who are also living a sober lifestyle now. I also have colleagues who were dancers and performers and they love working with fellow dancers and performers too. So it's whatever calls or speaks to you. When clients are coming through the door and seeking out you and your specific skill set, working one-on-one with those clients creates a vortex and a vacuum of energy. So when we're in that space 
and we're already sensitives and we're already intuitives and empaths, we are designed, we came into this life experience hardwired to be caretakers, nurturers, loving, supportive people. But over time, if all we're doing is continuing to pour into our clients and we're not pouring back into ourselves, that domino effect is going to start to show. And we're going to talk a little bit about that more in a couple minutes. But what's important to know is that even though you are the sensitive and even though you are the empath and the intuitive, it's extremely important. It's integral to your own vitality and well-being, body, mind, and spirit that you are actively practicing ongoing shielding, grounding, and protecting. So it's a good question to sit and ask yourself, am I doing this on an active daily basis when I'm working with my clients? And clients aside, we should still be doing that even when we're out and about in the world. I always use the Walmart example, right? Everybody goes into Walmart at some point in their life. Have you ever felt good leaving the house, but the minute you go into the public and you have to people and you're in a big box store or in any store for that matter, you start to notice that your energy levels drop and you tend to either get a headache, um, you just don't feel that good and you have a little bit of anxiety, okay? That's probably a good indicator that you didn't ground, shield, or protect before you went in. One of the things that I always like to use is the white bubble of light and where you actually visualize yourself stepping into that pearlescent bubble. And sometimes that bubble can change. Uh, I have colleagues who like to change the color of that. Sometimes it's pink, sometimes it's gold, sometimes it's white or it's green. I used to just, I typically, for me, like to just stay with the pearlescent clear color. And stepping into that bubble is gonna surround me 360 in white light, and that keeps me shielded, grounded, and protected. How does that feel? Do any of you out there also do that? Or you may do something different. Some people wear crystals. I wear crystals every day, especially when I'm in the office working with my kids and families. I have a very large clear quartz pointed priestess stone, which I always love to say that I got from sagegoddess.com, Dr. Athena Paracas, who is one of my mentors and teachers. And I have learned so much being part of her soul shift program. And I buy a lot of stuff from her and I'm not ashamed to say that. But I'm a big supporter and promoter of her work, and a lot of times people will stop me outside of the office and ask me where I got certain pieces of jewelry, so I always like to redirect them. And I think on a future episode, I'll start wearing some of her pieces so you can get a look at that, so you can know where you can get them too. Although many of her things are on an active wait list. But that being said, wearing crystals is also an important tool that we can use as practitioners to ground, shield, and protect ourselves. Essential oils are always wonderful. You can't have enough of those. Uh, sage goddess perfumes are a daily staple in my life, and those are wonderful and magical to use. But when we're in that space and we're working with volumes of clients, one of the other things I want to remind you is the importance of food and hydration. Now, for me, uh, an ongoing struggle that I've had for many years is eating. 
Today, they would say that that's a spectrum disorder for eating versus a specific eating disorder, but I have that thing inside my brain that doesn't trigger me to be hungry. And a lot of that I have found out over time is a control issue. So if I'm under stress and that stress kind of escalates and climbs for me, I can control that by not eating. Now, as a healing arts practitioner, is that the smartest move for me to make? Absolutely not. So that's another part that I have to actively and consciously focus on is to make sure that I'm fueling myself and I'm taking in enough hydration because if I'm not doing that, I can't be the best at what I do for the people who are coming through my door who are in crisis and who need me the most. Ah, Think about that for a minute. So fuel through food and hydration is also essential. I'm not a big fan of journaling, I have to tell you, and I have many, many colleagues who really dive deep into the writing aspect of writing out their feelings and emotions. For me, that doesn't work so well. I love channeling messages, and I love writing on a more automatic level and an automatic basis, but for me to just open up a notebook and start journaling my feels doesn't work so well for me. But I'm not dissuading or discouraging you from doing that because if that works for you and that feels good to you and you connect to that, I support you because that's important. One of the other things is yoga and meditation. Again, yoga is wonderful for moving the body and getting that chi more free-flowing when we feel stuck or stagnant or we're in a mode of overwhelm from the volume of people that we're working on. Also, too, meditation, I find that meditation is not so much sitting and going home as it is as much as it is for me being outside. I love being outside in nature. It's hot right now. We're in the beginning of summer here in Vegas, but the heat feels good to me. It's restorative to my bones, and it feels good to my body, my mind, and my spirit. So what else can be done? One of the things I've had to learn over the course of these past 13 years in practice is that I've had to adjust the days that I'm in the office and the volume of kids and mama bears that I see. Several years ago, it was not uncommon for me to be in the office five days a week, seeing anywhere from 10 to 12 kids or moms per day. If you multiply that by five days in a week, that's insane. And I can't see myself ever doing that now. But you learn through trial by fire. Now I'm in the office typically three full days a week. And I'll keep my kid load down to maybe somewhere between five and eight, which some days I still wonder if that's too many. But at the end of my day, because I'm more aware and I'm more conscious of the things that I need to do to stay grounded and centered, that works pretty well for me right now. So I want to ask you, if you are a fellow healing arts practitioner, where are you recognizing some of the pitfalls in your day-to-day practice that you can pause, step back, survey and evaluate so you can find new ways to recalibrate yourself and be a more effective healing arts practitioner because we are needed now more than ever. We're technically on the tail end of this pandemic and so now life has begun to resume. And with that resuming, we have more people that are out and about in the world, but we're also starting to see 
the other side to these big emotions, not only in our children, but in grownups too, because we have been locked down for a year. There's been a lot of fear instilled in people and we're walking around with that. Remember, our bodies are like a computer. It's wired into us. And when we listen to all the media for so long, when we listen to other people for so long, and we have the same conversations regarding what's been happening out there over the past year, it will have an effect on us. I know it's had an effect on me as a care provider. And I know that I've had to work a little bit harder at some points than others to really make sure that I'm not taking on too much. Because as empaths and as sensitives and as intuitives, the more we take on and the more we stuff, swallow, and suppress, and the more we want to pour into those who are in crisis and coming in for care because they need us, we will go into overwhelm. And that overwhelm will ultimately create, ultimately create all those pitfalls and that domino effect. So I hope that some of those things were good tidbits and good takeaways for you today, because at the end of the day, there are too many people out there that need us and we need to be on our game and on our mark. And we're gonna do that if we start taking active steps into caring for ourselves better and better by the day. Amen. Okay, so now we're at one of the favorite parts of the episode, and that is the Crystal Wisdom Corner. So each time we gather, I want to make sure that I share some information on a crystal that's specific to the topic that we're discussing week to week, because as a crystal enthusiast and as a crystal junkie and as a crystal lover, I can't get enough of their healing properties because I truly believe that these magical stones that come out of the earth have much to teach us. As I like to say, they offer a lot of spiritual and healing medicine so we can move about the world a little more easily day to day. But for this episode, Empathic Burnout, I felt it was appropriate to share this big honking specimen of fluorite. So this is a beautiful, and I'm not lifting it up because it's heavy. Uh, this is a beautiful specimen of green fluorite. Fluorite comes in a variety of colors. But for this episode, fluorite is good to dispel or diffuse energetic empathic smog. And you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, what the hell does smog mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. Smog is all things that are energetic based, but on a lower, denser vibration. And as empaths and as sensitives and intuitives, as I keep driving home to you over and over, when we get overwhelmed, we need an outlet for that. And when we have fluorite in our orbit, we can use that to help get rid of some of that smog. So I have a smaller piece for the kids to grab onto of fluorite in my office. I also have at home this really cool raw piece. It's polished on one side and it's about that big. And I refer to it as a charge plate and charge plates are flatter, bigger pieces of stones. You can put a plate of food on it. You can put a glass of water or a drink of your choice on it. You can also put other crystals on it if you're working a lot with stones in your day-to-day -day practice so that it gets rid of some of the energy smog too. And I hope that when I say smog, you get a visualization because it is, it's like a, a cloud of, you know, gray, murky matter. 
So your crystal wisdom for this week and this episode is fluorite, a great stone and great medicine to work with when we want to, you know, give the energy smog, the heave ho or the boot. Our card for the week, because as you know, each week I love selecting a card from the Everyday Messages Affirmation Deck. And this card was pre-selected by Randy, my producer and my amazing friend. And I thought it was a perfect card for the collective. And that is change is supposed to come with challenge. So what the hell does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what that means. I love this card for a couple of reasons. Change is supposed to come with challenge, right? And challenge is not pretty. It's not fun. This is certainly not glamorous oftentimes, but the challenge comes to us at appropriate times because we're getting the call that we have to break the chain somewhere in one of our life compartments. So I want to ask you today, where in your life is change showing up that could be presenting a challenge? And how are you leaning into it? We have two choices when challenge shows up. We can either turn in and lean towards it, or we can turn our backs and lean away. If we lean away, chances are we're going to be met with more resistance, right? And with resistance is going to come even more difficulty. But if we turn in and we lean in and we kind of say yes to the feels, even though it doesn't feel wonderful, glamorous, pretty, whatever, At the end of it or at the other side of it, it will be quite magical, I promise you. I promise you that. So your collective card read for this upcoming week and for this episode is just for today. Change is supposed to come with challenge. And that's another thing I want to remind all of you is that when we're working with affirmations or when we're working with mantras, we're working in the moment we're in. We're not looking ahead because when we look forward, we tend to have those feelings of anxiousness crop up. And when we always are focusing on what's behind us, what's in the rear view mirror, that's where we start to see depression creep in. So we're working in the now, in the present moment, right here. And we might have to repeat that over and over and over again. I know I've done that so many times. You know, just for today, change is supposed to come with challenge and I'm okay for about five minutes and then I lose my shit all over again. And I've had to become okay with that because I have to just recenter myself and do it over and over. It becomes repetition. And then over time, if we just breathe and lean in, it will get easier. So just for today, change is supposed to come with challenge. So as I wrap up each episode, you're not getting away without some homework. And the homework section of Be the Flame is known as Feet to the Fire. And we've talked about a lot of stuff today. It was a little bit heavier and it was a little bit more designed and tailor-made for my fellow healing arts practitioners out there. But what I want to ask each of you for your homework for the upcoming week is where in your life can you press pause? Can you step back? Can you survey all the things that you're doing in your day-to-day practice and really check in with yourself and say, am I in a space where I'm not managing my own energy and am I not managing my own needs to the best of my ability and how can I recalibrate? And see what you come up with. If you've got to do more yoga, if you've got to get out in nature, if you've got to go hiking, if you have to adjust your hours, if you have to scale back or dial back and not take on so many clients, 
if it's what you're coming up with, it's okay. I'm not saying it's forever. It just has to be for right now. And I will be quite honest with you, when I made that decision that seeing, you know, 10 or more kids and mama bears a day, I was burnt. I was fucking fried. And what I realized is that I couldn't be the best at what I do because I wasn't taking the best care of me, okay? So as always, we can do hard things. We can do hard things and we can still sizzle and shine and you can still be the badass, sexy healing arts practitioner that you came in to be. And as always, I love you, I see you, I hear you and always, always. And until we hang out again, I hope you have a magical week. And one other thing, if you want to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram under Amy Barilla Pediatrics. You can find me on my main website, which is amybarilla.com, because you can not only catch this episode, but the other episodes in season two, plus you can listen to me and connect with me through season one. So I invite you to tune in, connect, be part of the sacred space where fire and magic meet.